Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, on Word Up here at Bright City Church. Great to be with you again. And uh, it's great again to be joined by uh, Ben, Ben Aldis and uh, Pastor Akin. Lovely to have you with us, Akin and Ben. And here we go again. We're picking up where we left off uh, in our study of the Gospel of Mark. So, yes, welcome to those on Facebook. Welcome to those watching on YouTube. And welcome to you if you're listening on the podcast. We're actually in chapter 13 of Mark. And I made that um, comment last time. It's been described as the most difficult chapter to understand in the New Testament. Definitely. But we had a good start, didn't we? We, we, we got into it last um last week and so we're going to pick up where we we left off but i think um before we sort of go into the detail of the words well let let, let, let you guys say hello uh <laughs> <Hiya>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks pastor ian hello everyone <laughs> yeah this is a difficult passage yeah pastor ian's right it's just uh i thought when we were doing peter looking at predestination was hard but uh in some aspects, I've got to admit defeat this week on looking at one particular <laughs> bit that took me right down the you rabbit hole. You are victorious, Ben. You are victorious. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Some things are beyond finding out, says the Lord. <laughs> Pastor Akin, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Uh, thank you very much, Pastor Ian. Uh, hi, Ben. Yes, it's uh, it's great to be here. Um, yes, as you said, chapter 13, it's... Um, it's the mystery, isn't it? And I think with all with all, with all mysteries, it's it's God's invitation to us to 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 um, draw closer, isn't it? To draw closer, <laughs> to dig deeper, and to meditate the more to yeah. find out what He is. He's saying. I'm to sorry, us. do excuse me, having a little chuckle. Uh, the the uh, your laptop's reflecting on your glasses, which is fine, but it's looking like you've got these sort of neon shades on. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool look. Yeah, great. No, wonderful. It's great to be back on it. And um, okay, friends, so we, we were saying last week, as we come to this uh, very much a kind of, um, en- on the one hand, an end times descriptive passage straight from the words and the mouth of Jesus. Uh, and it was, it was kicked off by a very simple comment, really, made by the disciples as they were walking near the temple building. And they, they were making a comment to Jesus, Lord, look at this marvelous, incredible buildings. Aren't they wonderful sort of thing? And Jesus used that, um, that moment, an opportunity to come in and, and, and actually begin to prophesy about what would come. And, um, and we saw that really it's a, a dual um, dual kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Dual meaning yes, of the prophecy, isn't it? Dual fulfillments. Dual yeah. fulfillments, thanks, the, the Ben. Yeah, dual fulfillments. And we, we had that yeah mountain kind of analogy. Uh, some, you know, if you're looking through binoculars you, the, the, or, or even looking across the, the land, you might see two mountains, one's behind the other, but you can't tell the distance between them sometimes. And uh, like yeah, uh, and, and so... Yeah, we've got a dual fulfillment and we're looking at the, if you like, the end of Israel and the end of the destruction of the temple is one of the 
um, fulfillments that this prophecy is talking about. And the other one, which is parallel running through it, and very clearly made the point made so by Jesus, the end of the world. And talking about the similarities there will be on the earth and those two times, the end of the temple and actually the end of ancient Israel, as, we, as, as was known then, and 70 AD. And, and so that's prophesied here. And the end of the world, the end of the world as we know it. There's a song like that, isn't there? <laughs> this is the end of the world as we know it. But uh, that will truly be the end of the world. Um, so why did he say this in response to the question? I just want to suggest that, you know, Jesus is reminding, they were looking at this incredible building, possibly the greatest building in the world in that day. And, and Jesus was reminding them, the, his disciples and us, that, listen, you know, everything on this earth, we should, must not set our hearts and minds on these things. They are temporal things. They are the mm -hmm. things of this world. We must be thinking eternally. We must be thinking, um, you know, of the everlasting things and fixing our eyes on eternal things. I mean, should we make a little comment on, on that one before we get into the, the scriptures? What, what do you think, Pastor Rackin? Yeah, absolutely, Pastor. I mean, it's um, you know, Jesus, you know, the writer in in the book of Hebrews, you know, he he you know um, encourages us and challenges to say that you know that we are receiving you know a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and um, you know, he's contrasting, if you like, that with the the, the 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 this kingdom and the things that in this world that everything that can be shaken will be changed will be shaken yes and so yes it, it's it's so, it's so true you know there, there are certain things even if we look at things in our lives you know even as um as individuals you know when, when you're especially when like when you're young and you're strong and you you can do all this and you go all that when you, you, mm -hmm. you read the book of ecclesiastes you know solomon he, he has that um you know that uh, those verses there when yeah. he, he contrasts that with when you get old and everything yes. changes and it's the same thing with everything you know every physical thing it, it has its time it has its season and it will pass away yeah. but uh, Jesus continually uh, you know uh, is, is speaking to his disciples and to us as well through his words that you know keep your focus on the the, the, the you know the eternal things the, the heavenly things you know even yes. when he says you know don't lay up treasures for yourself here on the earth he says you know where armed robbers can can come in, where where rust and destruction can come, but yeah. set your thing. There's yeah. a heavenly treasure that no man can touch and nothing can destroy. And so yeah. again, you like, continue to say, even as we heard this morning, you know, God's ways are far above our ways, and yes. His thoughts are above ours. So mm. while for the disciples, the temple was a great thing to marvel on and to speak about, and to you know, to oh, the temple's so yeah. great. But the Lord immediately, you know, what like you rightly said, He draws their attention away from that. On, and he starts to tell them about, you know, the, the kingdom which is to come, the everlasting kingdom, yes, yes, which would yes, never yes, fade away, which cannot be shaken. He puts them, puts them to focus their minds on that. Yes, and, and we absolutely, we will see here a real shaking of not only the earthly things, but indeed the shaking of the very heavens themselves. And we'll come to those scriptures, I'm sure, this evening. And, and this, this is what it says in Colossians 3, talking about what we've just said. Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god 
So when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And we're going to be looking at the real detail of that shaking at the very end of days. Okay, let's um, let's pick up from, I'm going to pick it up from verse 9, even though we read over some of these verses last time. But uh, here we go. <clears throat> you must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death and father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in winter because those days, those will be days of distress unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. Let's, let's stop there and we can pick up the, the next part uh, afterwards. Okay, so um, we, we said, we touched on it last time, that this, it talks of this, I mean, it's quite a, a sobering account, isn't it? Uh, and I, I think we, we're looking at, you know, he's saying, this is coming on Jerusalem, this is coming on you. And he even says, you know, this generation. And they did see this happening uh, in Jerusalem. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it also, there's, there's, there's a parallel to at the very end of days, this kind of increasing persecution and pressure. Mm. Um, and, and we see it on the different levels, the religious, the political persecution, domestic, you know, in the homes, and even this universal hatred. Um, I know we touched on that last time, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else to say on those? I think, um, you know, this all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. I think you can definitely see, um, as time has gone on, I mean, you just look at history and society, uh, there are, are things that, um, as time has gone on, the Christian viewpoint, if you like, is, is uh, some somewhat minimised in the sense that... Um, things that in society were not acceptable years ago and were mm -hmm. so because we're, you know, England in, in name, but often in practice, uh, was a Christian nation, if you mm. like. Um, and slowly over time, things that were, you know, not acceptable have, have become 
accepted and uh, you know even things uh, and in a way that the christian viewpoint is not just discarded it's become unpopular as well to have a christian view all of a sudden you know traditional views are not just uh, old-fashioned they become offensive yeah even ridiculed and ridiculed yeah on the media ridiculed yeah that's it and you, you kind of and even in, in a sense that you're um you know things like jobs and uh uh social acceptance yeah, yeah. Are, are at risk because of, of, of views you hold that are biblical views yes you know and yeah. not only that you know in a more subtle way um i think we read before about uh i think it said about people will think you're odd for not diving into their flood of iniquity or something like that dissipation yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. they'll look at you as odd because mm-hmm. you're not you know, I, I mean, I, for, I've never, I've, other than when I was a teenager and I was 16, you know, um, had experiences of, of drink and, and drugs and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as I've grown up and, and you know, gone through my 20s and 30s, um, I've, I'm not a drinker. You know, I've not been, I've not been a drinker. Uh, and people would find that very odd. Um, in our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, remember being a, <laughs> I remember being at a funeral once where... Uh, I was with with my my dad and uh, they were we were sitting in the wake and uh, one of his friends offered to buy me a drink and I, like a, you know a beer uh, and I said no I don't really drink and he incredulously he kind of pointed to my dad and said there's no way you're from his loins and I was like you know it's it's an odd it's an odd thing for people I mean you know it's it. it, it it's just it's odd to them you know that I, I wasn't a drinker and you know other ways smoking drinking partying all that kind of stuff that's what people do to mm-hmm. loosen up and socialize these days and uh but for the christian no we can, we're not that we're not fun you know yeah. i think i've had the most fun i've ever had in my life as a christian but not in a way that's you know in some of the ways that god wouldn't approve of um so yeah you know pilgrims yeah. pilgrims and travelers through this world strangers in the strangers, world strangers yeah. strangers to the world and its yes, culture yes yes it's uh yeah i think um yeah this sense of a universal uh persecution is almost a sense that it being kind of like globally you know i'm um, in the yeah i suppose through the media and things and we, we've been talking in church haven't we about you know the power of the media and this mindset that uh, can be present, and we we feel it, don't we, um, Pastor Aki? And uh, you know, we yes, feel it in the workplace, we Absolutely. feel it. Yes, yes, Pastor. I mean, you've been mentioning it in uh, you know the Sunday uh, teachings, yeah. and it, and it, and it just really just comes to to light now. When you you know you if you um, there are so many uh, news channels these days, aren't there? And uh, you know, I was just watching the news when I came home this evening. That you know, it's, it's almost like there's a, uh, a a a drive on to make people fearful about what's going to happen because of the rises in energy prices and there's going to be a shortage of food. And it's like when when you when when you've got these these media channels that are able to project these, um, you know, they can project images, they can project values, they can change values. 
principles and things like that. And, and these are and these are going out twenty four seven into people's not just the it's not just the television anymore. Now it's on the internet. It's on your phone. People have easy access to all of these things. And and in this day and age, you know, everybody wants to feel that they are a part of that. So they, they call it the, the global village, don't they? The global village. That's that's what it's all about. Now, so everybody wants to feel that they're a part of this. And it's you could, we can see that it's it's very easy for. Uh, that the media to be used as a tool to yeah. um, introduce, you know, all, all of these type of, if, if you like, you know, Ben spoke about those value changes and the, the thing changes, we, know, we yes. know about God is that God doesn't change, you know, his values don't change. Huge. He's always been a, a merciful, loving God, a mm. God of righteousness and justice. But yes. we, we can see that the, the values of different, um, you know, societies and mm -hmm. they, they, they're constantly changing, always changing all the time. Yeah. But they're being molded by, um, like, you, like you've said to us, they're being molded by, by the media. And, uh, you know, I think the more you, you, we read the words of God, and I just, it's just interesting that when the Lord, he says on two occasions, he says, be on your guard. Yes. And, um, yeah. you know, it's like, a, it, it's a, it's a, I feel this a very strong uh, warning, a very strong word for us, uh, uh, for those disciples at that time. Yeah. But like you said, for us now, it's the same yes. thing. Be on your guard. How are we going to remain on our guard? Mm. I can't think of anything other than, you know, through the word of God. We know if yes. the more we read these yes. these verses, we, we read these warnings, these Absolutely. words of the Lord, the more we read them, we meditate upon them, then we will, that's the only way I can see that we will be on our guard and we won't be um, part of the, the changing, shifting cultures or, or ideas or viewpoints that are in the world. So that being on your guard there with, with, with the, we know the word of God and he spoke about the Holy Spirit. You don't be afraid of what you're going to say when they bring you before these people. Yes, you know, at that time will be given what you're going to say. And so yeah. it's the word of God, the spirit of God. And also yes, we encourage yes. us like we're doing now yes, through this broadcast. Definitely. We're encouraging our brothers and sisters, Absolutely. you know, don't be, we shouldn't be taken by surprise when these things start to happen because the Lord has already warned us about them. He's given us warning here about these things will happen and we know that his words will not return to him for they're going to happen they've they happened obviously in um ad 70 in, in jerusalem yeah. but but he's also there's also like you said that parallel prophecy about the end of time these things are, are going to happen so we just really need to be guarded by the word of god let our hearts and minds be guarded by his word by the spirit and let's encourage one another as well just to, not yes. to be discouraged not to be afraid yes. but to you know Amen. to let's let's yeah. hold fast he said those who believe to the end that they, they, they shall be saved yes great i was going to say that's right he finishes that if you like little paragraph with you know if you stand you know and do yeah. these things you, you will be saved you will experience my my rescuing my help my this my that yeah so uh wonderful there's our encouragement there i just want to come back to verse 10 where it says and this gospel or the gospel must first be preached to all nations this is something that um often people have kind of used as a almost like a timeline to the end and, and they might sort of say ah yes now the end can't come yet because you know the gospel isn't been preached to every every nation or every I mean the word there is ethnos which um, means tribe or race but I, I, I also think of you know every language every tribe every language every ethnos and you think of the, um, you know, the, the, the power of the television now, you know, and the God TV and, and other in all so many languages going around the world. You know, we are getting close to that time where, you know, the, the, the gospel is being heard in every every part of the world. Again, because we've got the power of the media. Power of the media is is good in in good hands and it can be used for, for bad as well. So 
Yeah, interesting that, um, you know, I know there are some organisations that particularly focused on making sure that, say, scripture is written in every uh, ethnos, every language and available to the world. Yes, but, just, just on, that, on that quick one, yeah. um, Pastor, you know, one, one of the commentaries I was reading was just saying, you know, when we, when we talk about this now, that the gospel must be preached to all nations, it's, it's not like, um, how can I describe it now? It doesn't see, it seems like it's something that, yes, it, it's doable and it's possible. But at the time when the Lord said this, you know, that the Messiah, the gospel, it was just for the Jews. So mm. when he introdu introduced this notion of it being, you know, preached to all nations at that particular point of time, to the listeners at that time, it must have been, it must have been something mind-blowing, like, what, it's just like, you know, are we going to have a, you know, a man on the moon or something? You know, how is this going to be possible? This yes, Messiah, this true. gospel, this message is for us. And you're now yes. saying that it's got to go to every ethnicity or every language, every, yes. every nation, as, as yes. we might call it. So at that time, it was quite a, 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 a you know, a mind bending sort of um, concept to think that this yeah. gospel is going to be taken everywhere. But uh, like you said, now we've moved so far forward over 2000 years later, yes. where, you, you know, you rightly said there are some place, people that are now saying we've only got so many more places or languages yes. to translate the yeah. Bible into. They're now actually narrowing it down now to say, look, we're, we're, we're almost there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When, as you said that, I, I wonder, I was thinking of, you know, when Peter had had the dream of the sheet coming down and, uh, you know, and, and all the different um, unclean animals. And he was saying, you know, in a sense, and he went straight to the centurion then to, to bring the gospel to him. And they received it, if you like, the first Gentiles to receive. And then Paul going to the Gentiles uh, as well. And I, I, I bet the elders, you know, you can imagine them sort of thinking back. Ah, Jesus said, yes, yes it, you know, yes. this gospel must be preached to all nations, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, and these things may have helped them to accept the uh, that shift yeah I, I was just thinking on that wonderful wonderful <laughs> this is this is new revelation Pastor Akin. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. okay right let's crack on then we're going from this abomination when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not be belong Interesting as well, and Jesus puts in there, he doesn't just carry on, he says, let the reader understand. It's almost as if, look, look, please, please look at this carefully, understand it, listen. I'm saying something important. You know, he says, let the reader understand. It's, uh, and I, as, I, as I speak that, of course, Jesus was, um, was speaking this to his disciples, wasn't he? And they've got there, let the reader mm. understand, yeah. He said, you know, then this talks about this fleeing, fleeing from fleeing to the mountains, you know, go, go down. Don't don't stop. Don't 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 wait for a minute. Don't even grab your clothes. You're this, you're that. Run, run when you see this. And um, so this abomination that causes desolation or it's abominable, abominable sacrilege that brings desolation is another way of putting it. This this very abominable thing ben you kick us off what is this abominable thing uh, well, very strange kind of um term isn't it this is and, this this is a is a really really interesting kind of insight into into the old testament mm. um, which uh, has kind of really gripped me actually because um jesus is referring back to um he's talking about when you see these things he's talking about end times all that kind of mm -hmm. thing and then uh you know, it, it, 
it's so much of it comes into kind of prophecy past for the future that he's looking at. Anyway, I've been looking at Daniel uh, this week because in Daniel, he speaks about the abomination of desolation. And uh, we're kind of, just to quickly kind of briefly refer refer to it. Yeah, from Daniel, Daniel 9 actually, Mm -hmm. to refer to it. Daniel's praying and he gets an angel come to him and gives him this vision and prophecy about 70 weeks, Mm. uh, which is very detailed. I mean, um, the weeks actually, uh, the days in the weeks relate to years uh, of seven Mm. and there's all this kind of calculations you can do. But um, I'll just quote from Daniel. It says, Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore Jerusalem a bill to the coming of anointed one, a prince, there should be seven weeks, 62 weeks, etc., 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 uh, the anointed one will be cut off uh, and the people of the prince who should come should destroy the city and the sanctuary and its end shall come with a flood and to the end there should be war desolations are decreed so he's talking about he's praying about the Jews the, pe- the, the people of God and he's, lo- he's looking into the future um, to a time when there will be a destruction you know mm-hmm. which is what Jesus mm-hmm. is talking about here um, and uh, the abomination of desolation can relate to a lot of things. Um, the temple in the Bible, the Jewish place of worship, was a place where they sacrificed. Um, and the Jews, as we know, you just referred to it about mm. having clean food and unclean food. Yes, yes. Um, and things that would defile their worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, an abomination of desolation, for instance, would relate to something that happened just before the time of Christ where the, the, the Jews, what was the name of the emperor? Was Antiochus it? Epiphanes. Epiphanes uh, <laughs> come to, uh, into the temple and, and, and kind of uh, committed a great act of sacrilege by sacrificing a pig on the Jewish altar. Um, you know, most of us know that pork, Jews don't eat pork, pigs are abominable animals to them, and sacrificing a, a pig on their altar would just mm. be the worst thing ever. Um, and... Of course, later on, we know that the Romans in AD 70, which is if you go into the prophecy of the 70 weeks and go through the whole calculations, you could say in some interpretations that that, that set the 70th week would relate to the time when the Jerusalem was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the abomination of desolation then would relate to the Romans destroying the temple. They totally destroyed the temple that wonderful building that we the, the disciples were marveling at and we spoke about last week marvel of the world was completely destroyed you know completely destroyed and even smashed to gravel um and you know the understand the disciples looking at it and being incredulous of jesus saying this not one stone will be left upon another but it happened, it happened in ad 70 yeah. so th- there's that the abomination of desolation but then we look at our double fulfillment prophecy where we've got the two peaks of the mountain mm. you know here's the roman destruction of the temple and then you know that if you go like that here's a gap and here is a second fulfillment of that same prophecy yeah, yeah. if you like which mm. jesus is is talking about the end times and this double fulfillment mm. we said sometimes you have to unpick it because it's all in in one mm-hmm. when it's actually like that so he's talking about abomination of de- desolation for the end times mm. uh, and then you know you get into all the all the fun stuff that's in revelation where you you know you kind of he he's talking about the future time the end times um as well but coming back to to mark 13 Mm. you know we can uh, it it talks about we've just seen where it talks about fleeing fleeing from when you see you know these things happening 
the abomination of de- desolation, don't even pause for a minute, run for your life. Yes, yes, yeah. And the Romans, you know, were idolaters and they, they almost were like an abomination to yes, the Jews of yes, desolation. Yes, they had all their idols and... Yeah. Um, and some would say, some would say that this was a warning to Christians that when you see the abomination of desolation, run for your life. Mm. And actually, there's a, a Christian historian called Eusebius, one of the first great Christian historians, mm-hmm. who actually said that that the Christians, is, before Jerusalem was destroyed, the Christians actually made it out. The church, the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. left Jerusalem, yep. and they made it out. And there's some dispute whether they went to this place called Pella um, and, mm. or, or not, but. It does appear that this warning, you know, was heeded, yes, yes. and, and they, they actually made it out before the destruction of Jerusalem. Which yes, it, God. it was the gospel of Mark that they were familiar with. Yeah, well, that actually were... caused them to, to obey that, and and it says that you know not a Christian was 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 killed. It was it was the Jews mm. who were slaughtered. You know, there was over a million Jews uh, either by the sword or by starvation. Because um, they ran into the city. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, amazing, really. Well, here's the lesson from that. You know, heed the warnings heed of the, the word, word. which yes. the, the Christians, yes. which the Christians, you know, mm. were attentive to the word. Uh, and how much more are we to be attentive to the word? Yeah. So great. <coughs> We've got that, that mm. sort of, that first fulfillment, if you like, or, or, or I mean, we could even... Uh, yeah, so the, the early one in 70 AD. What about the end time sort of... Uh, fulfillment of this particular prophecy. Um, what, what are we thinking about, Pastor Akin? Yes. Pick up on that. Yes. Picking up from yes, or, uh, that's great. Anything, I mean, I mean Ben's really like um, gone through the uh, the the, the uh, if you like the interpretation that applied to the the Jews at the time. That was the uh, mm. uh, read on some of that as well. Which is, which is uh, actually there was another Roman emperor. I can't remember what his name was now. It might have been Caligula. Who actually um, he set up this uh, giant statue, which he was going to um, erect in the temple, mm. but um, uh, fortuitously he died before the uh, the statue actually got to Jerusalem. So that never happened. But um, g- g- coming back to what you, the, the question you asked me, the, you know the, the number of the again the comments that I was reading, what they they were um, you know coming to the you know the end of times. They were talking about this. Um, abomination so there were two things the the abomination of desolation so the abomination what was that thing of um that was you know so uh, reviling to the jews that would cause them to you know to stop the temple worship or not to see that Mm. temple that place again as a place where they would worship god and um uh, mm. That abomination would be the cause for God's judgment. That's so. Yes. This is how these commentators yeah. have actually Absolutely. described this abomination of desolation. So this abomination would be so offensive to God that He would then, uh, you know, begin to bring judgments upon the earth. Mm. And uh, the, 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 you know, commentaries they've got uh, different views on this, but um, in the most part, what, what they were saying was that. Um, the abomination would be in the place where the Jews sought to worship God, that a man would set himself up there. Um, some of them referred to him as the man of perdition, you know, the, the Antichrist, that he would uh, set himself up in this very place and um, he would, um, you know, force people to worship him in that place. Mm. And so more or less he's, what he's saying is that, you know, I, I am now God, you, you know, you worship me now, you don't worship the God of the Jews anymore, you don't worship this Messiah anymore. And that would be, if you like, the um, uh, 
the starting of God's judgment being poured out on the earth. And then as the Lord goes on to mention all these other things that are, would be happening in those times. So that was the, you know, what I, um, yeah, you know, the understanding you. I got from, from these commentaries that there's yes. two things. One is the abomination and that abomination would be for, uh, you know, a man, uh, the antichrist, you know, yes. sort of petition to set himself up as God and, uh, you know, and force people to worship him. And that will be the start of God's judgment on the earth when all those things, like you said, all these earthly things that we said are going to be passing over. That's when they were that, that, that God judgment will be poured out upon mankind. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was reading one of these um these commentaries because you know there are some people who would say well these things have already been fulfilled yes. and they refer to things like so this particular commentator who doesn't agree with this he was referring to things like the bubonic plague and he was saying that um that affected i think it was 25 million people in the no world at that time and then there was a, another um historian who claimed that up until around the uh, the year i think 2000 it was that over the years that as a result of um you know, systematic, um, if you like, different wars or the uh, wars that have been taking place, yeah. and uh, you know, repressive regimes and all sorts of humanity mm -hmm. uh, to that. I think the estimate was something around 170 million people mm -hmm. had died, and yet this commentator was saying that you know, this um, when this desolation starts, when the judgment of God starts, it's going to be a lot worse than that. And so, um, you know, he was trying to put it into the context that these mm -hmm. some people, because these um, events had had such a traumatic um, impact on human history, that they felt that this had been the outpouring of God's judgment. But this committee was saying that, no, well, when it comes, actually, it's going to be a lot worse than that, because these other there were some other signs yes. that Jesus mentions later on that haven't actually come to pass yet. Mm -hmm. And so he felt that that this time of God's judgment hadn't obviously hasn't passed yet. Thanks. Yes. I, I mean, if you think of the. Um... Another interesting commentary about this or, or an interesting take on it is, you know, it seems to suggest that at the in the end days as well, there will be this abomination that causes desolation. You know, uh, we, we know from Daniel it was this um, desecration of the temple. And so if that was going to be the same in the last days, well, there had to be a Jewish temple. There had to be a Jewish nation of Israel to have a Jewish temple in which the desecration would occur and the man of sin would stand in. This is this is one interpretation. And so, um, you know, it's, own, it's, it's within the living, the, the lifetime of many people alive today that Israel came to life, was was reborn as a nation. And we see as well that there are there's the Temple Institute in Israel who have mm -hmm. prepared for this this last temple, the third temple, to be rebuilt? They have sections yes. ready to. They have all of the um, the paraphernalia needed for to be worn by the priests. They have the the priests are trained. They're, 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 they've been found uh, the right bloodline. They have the um, even the red heifer apparently for for the sacrifice. So it's interesting that it seems that. The, the the temple is ready to be rebuilt so mm -hmm. it could be the place for this mm -hmm. to happen you know that's one that's one interpretation which i tend to to go with but that doesn't matter um, interesting you know as well going back to you know it, it, it's it's kind of befuddled my mind but again going back to what you were saying about the the, the um, man of sin set setting up you know, mm. sacrifices in the in this what is the 70th week the, uh, the last seven years of daniel's 70 week prophecy it, it talks about uh, like uh, after the, 
what relates to Jesus being put to death, it talks about another prince and it says he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week and for one week is uh, seven years of half of the week, three and a half years, he should put an end to sacrifice and offering. So there's like some agreement um, at some point, you know, where the the sacrifices continue, some agreement is made with this this prince, this world ruler, where, mm. you know, the sacrifices continue. But halfway through that period, it says, it, you know, he'll put an end to it and there'll be abominations, abominations mm. of desolation. Mm. Again, we come to that, that phrase. Yeah. Um, and it's all, you know, it's all in Daniel 9. Yeah, it's all there pointing towards that Jesus is, is referring back to mm. and then kind of pointing the other way, <clears> saying, you know, this is, this is the, the end times. Mm-hmm. But as you said, you know, there, there was tribulation, like the double, the double fulfillment kind of angle. Yes, yeah. It says uh, in, in Mark, for in those days there'll be such tribulation as has not been and never will be. Yes. Like it hadn't yes. happened, it was so bad. You know that the things that they were prophesying about the Romans destroying the temple bad enough, but he says in those days, potentially referring to the tribulation at the end of days, you know it's not happened yet. It's not nothing's ever been that bad. Um, so you know again referring on onto the future. Yeah, interesting talking about that. And you mentioned it, Pastor Akin, about you know the, these awful things that have happened in history. I was thinking of uh, the Second World War. I've just quickly looked it up. 75 million people died during the Second World War. We had many millions in the First World War. But it says, you know, these days will be unequal distress ever seen. And and I even think of there's a description in uh, Revelation. It says that a third of mankind will be killed, you know, uh, during this sort of um, this fighting and that goes on and if you think there's seven billion people on the earth that's you know over mm. two billion i mean if, if we're if we're talking literally mm. like that you know over two billion it's it's hundreds and hundreds times more than than, than died in in the world war don't mean to be um morbid about this but this is real this is a real time of and and, and you know this is a reason to be alert to be serious to be sober-minded to be on our guard, to be the light in the world today, to be about our business because, you know, people need the gospel. People need the hope, don't they? Because there's coming a great shaking. And I think Jesus said, look, this this shaking is coming. I'm warning you, I'm pre-warning you because you're my people and you won't be, you know, your faith won't be destroyed because you'll know, hey, I'm in charge of this and I'm with you and you will even shine in those days. Don't be disturbed. Mm. Don't be sort of completely blown away by these things. Yes, um, I mean, we could go into, you know, we know that uh, we we will meet him in the air at some point. Mm. But uh, anyway, let's not go there right now. Um, it says that it goes there to say, I, but, but for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, you know, it says no one would survive. If the Lord did not cut mm. short those days, mm. no one would survive. I mean, that means nobody, doesn't it? it means that means nobody. everyone would be destroyed. But yes. for the sake of the elect, he shortened those days. Um, again, we've got the double fulfillment there, but, but, but. Now, it's interesting, you've got people talking about, um, you know, ah, the, the saints won't be in, on the land at that time of, of tribulation and shaking. You know, we'll be raptured out of it. 
Uh, I, I don't know. Does does it seem to suggest there? But because of the elect, uh, the saints, I take it. You know, the the days were shortened. Um, but there's lots of interpretation. Pastor Akin, do you want to come in on that one? Or? <laughs> this, I think, Pastor, there's, you know, there, there's two schools of, well, I don't know if I should call them schools of thoughts or two um, bodies of um, belief on this. Yeah. You know, the one that the, the believers, like you said, like you rightly said, that you said that they, they won't be, you know, we're going to be protected from all of this and taken away. And then there's a, the other, you know, school of belief that says, no, we're, we're, we're going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, you, you, we can look into the, you know, the verses and we can bring out what we decide that we want to be on. Yeah. So for those who want to escape the difficult times, they will say, well, it says here, and then, and then they will they will harp on that. And for those who think that, well, you know, we don't know, we, we, we could be here. That, and but I, but I think at the end of the day, like you said, the Lord wants us, he wants us to be informed and yeah. he wants us to rely on him as well. So, uh, you know, my my take on this is that, you know, whether, you know, we, we, we have to go through it or we don't, the, the, the bottom line is that we have to rely on him. We have to depend on him. We have to be, like you've, you've rightly said, we have to focus our attention on him and on his kingdom. We should be getting up to doing the things that he's asking us to do. And um, yes, so in, in that sense, whether we are here or we are not here, as long as we're doing what he wants us to do and we're sticking with him, then whatever the outcome is, that you know, that that's a good outcome. It's it's to do his will, you know, and not our will. Yes, of course, in in the in the natural, we want to escape. Everybody wants to escape hardship and and difficulties and suffering. But um, you know, as we when we were going through the studies of the of um, the Peter. letters of Peter, yes. you know, the reality was those believers. But this, I mean, for us reading it, we can read those things and think, mm, yes, but they were going through this. You know, they were yes. being beaten, they were being fed to lions, they were being slain. You know, you know, in in the Colosseum. So when Peter was writing those letters to them and, and he himself he, the, the apostle peter had been in prison he'd been beaten you know uh, you know gone on trial ready to be executed the next day and um we don't actually see in any in any of those cases where he actually asked god to deliver him from those things it, it, it seems as though his priority was i just want to do the will of god i just want to do what jesus christ wants me to do and then you know come what may and and that was that was his it seems to be that was his mindset and that was the you know the mindset that we see in his letters when he was encouraging the believers who were going through these things you know not to he wasn't saying to them you know try and get out of things he was saying to go the extra mile you know all all, all of these things that you know yes in our flesh we wouldn't want to go through these things and this is where I, I think again you know for us as believers now you know we're talking about if what happens if we get to the place where yes as, as the lord has said people will hate us because of him because we we associate ourselves with him because we say we believe in in the bible we believe in the word of god we believe in the teachings of jesus and people begin to hate us what what are we going to do you know of our flesh we can't do anything but to compromise that's the reality but with his help with his support and that has got to gonna that's only going to come out of our relationship with him. that's why we've got to take this time to develop that relationship with, with the law because mm. nothing else is he he's the only one that can see us through these things because he's been through it himself mm. you know he went through the torture he went through the rejection he went through everything and so he's the only one that can strengthen us to go through these things because without him uh, pastor it's, it's just not possible for us to to face these things and to, and to go through them and like you said to stand firm to the end Lovely, lovely. Okay, let's take a quick straw poll of the theologians. Are we here or not here during the tribulation? Let's see where we stand on this. Ben, what's your take oh, on it? Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm like an A millennium. <laughs> I'm going. He's coming. 
job done. Happy with that. Okay, so <laughs> still, still on the fence there with um, uh, Pastor Akin. Are we here or not here? Partly here, uh, here uh, for some, not for all of it. Well, the thing is, I think we'll, those who will be alive when it happens, I don't know if we're, we're going to be here, but those who will be alive when it happens, I think they, they will be here. <laughs> <laughs> those, so it could be uh, us. So, yeah, so your answer we, is we should those be prepared. who are here will be here. And those... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm of the opinion that uh, the Saints will be here during it. Um, but uh, Yes, keep us strong, Lord. We've all wonderful. Been, yes, we've he's, all been the, he's the only one. By all these, these <laughs> no. set, wonderful films from the seventies, like Distant Thunder and uh, all those, and well, then the Left Behind series. You know, we're all kind of uh, the, the Left. Yes, that's yeah. It, it yeah. seems the uh, the pre-trip rapture people have, have marketed themselves very, very well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they have. Yes, yes. Great. Okay, then let's. Um, how are we doing for time? Uh, ah, goodness. Yeah, we've come to the end of this oh, session. There we go. Well, um, plenty for the next one. Plenty for the next one. Let's finish. Wow. It says, verse 23, friends. It says, So be on your guard. As Pastor Akin reminded us, he keeps saying, Be on your guard, be on your guard, watch and pray. I have told you everything ahead of time so that you can be on your guard. And, um, and and not be overwhelmed, overtaken, and um, etc. So bless you, everyone. Be encouraged. I was going to say, sorry. <laughs> going back to what Aiken was saying about Hebrews, just to, as an encouragement. Mm. Hebrews is chock full of warnings about uh, your faith. You know, we're told to be careful. We've been talking about it. Be careful, be watchful, you know, guard your mind, all that kind of stuff. Read through Hebrews and you can actually split it into sec sections where it says, be careful about your faith. Don't be lazy. Don't fall away. You know, mm. just to, just to, as, as it was brought up earlier on, have yeah. a look. Anyway, sorry, I've, I've cut, cut you off. Not your... at all. No, you haven't. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Ben. Pastor Akin, any, any final yes. words? Final words, Lord, Lord please help us. That's all I can say from what we, <laughs> you know, the message this morning. We really, really need love the Lord's help to be, to be faithful Great. and to stand firm, like you yes. said, to, to the end. Amen. Thank you. Yes, so important, as we heard this morning, to be intimate with King Jesus mm. and then everything else will fall into place. He Amen. promises to lead us and, and help us. Bless you, everyone, for listening in. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week on Word Up. God bless. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.